It's time for some inside animation. With your host, Adam Sartain. Today's guest, Andy Norris. And now, here's your host, Adam Sartain. There we are, and we are here with another episode of Inside Animation, where we get inside information about the animation industry. I'm here with one of the coolest people I know, Andy Norris. Uh, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, why don't you walk our listeners through uh, what you do? You're a mocap actor, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I primarily work in motion capture. Let's see, so that involves a lot of the movement, particularly for video games, some for film and television as well. Um, I apologize for the background noise if you're hearing that. I live on a main street. So if you don't know what motion capture is, it's largely the process, like I said, of getting the movements for animation. So the main way you do motion capture is you're in a suit, you've got these markers all over you, and there are cameras that that beam infrared light which bounces off the markers and so it tracks where your body is in space which allows you to get things like really solid human movement whereas if you were doing keyframe animation you won't it's very difficult to simulate things like body weight and and the so, you know impact in you know yep yeah yeah, so so using motion capture with actual human movement makes that process quite a bit easier. Excellent. Uh, we, yeah, we're a long way from ink and paint. <laughs> technology-wise. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, and yeah, so it's not only not only animation, but also video games, or not only mm-hmm. video games, but also animation as well, where you will have. We've talked in previous episodes about references for animators, uh, and this is a reference for the computer animator, as it were, right? Right, right. And and references is actually sort of the birth of motion capture. You know, that's where we started using, using human movement as reference, like you said, you know, which kind of led into rotoscoping and then has led into motion capture. Right. And there's different, you mentioned there's uh, those, those little um, dots or whatever. There's markers. markers. So there's different forms of markers that I've seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of back behind the scenes stuff. So there's Mm -hmm. like little balls, there's uh, dots on you. There's these weird, almost QR code looking things. Mm -hmm. So there's different types of motion capture. Uh, The, the marker motion capture where you've got the cameras that beam the infrared, it's an optical motion capture. And there's active optical and passive optical. The markers with the cameras is passive optical. And sometimes you have, I haven't done active optical, so bear with me, it's a little bit older. I know some places it's still used, but there's basically connections inside of the suit that are tracking, which is different 
then I'm thinking, I always think of the, one of the companies that does this called Perception Neuron. Uh, and I always forget what it's actually called. It might even, you know, it might be one of those branding things where it's like you want a Kleenex rather than a tissue. No, no, <laughs> it's got a name. It's okay. got a name. Inertial. Okay. That's what it is. It's an inertial suit. Um, I was just stalling to give you time. To I have, it. thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have got middle of the week brain. It has been, it has been a crazy week. Uh, so inertial suit has little sensors inside the suit that basically over a Wi-Fi signal go to your computer. And so it tracks. It'll tell the computer where you with are each other. in a right. XYZ space. Exactly. Great. Exactly. So, and those are a little more consumer level, like indie game level friendly. They're a little bit more financially accessible right. to other companies. So that's where you'll see a lot of that work or places that don't have access to a giant studio right. where you can use the optical cameras. And then the last kind is markerless motion capture. And that's what they largely use in film. So when you see those suits that have like all the triangles or the QR looking codes, those right. are markerless motion oh, capture. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So the, they just use a regular camera and then the camera, you know, the editor can see those markers and use them to yes. replace them with VFX. Yeah, kind of like I, I just saw a video about Iron Man and how the evolution of them using, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very cool. Very cool. So where might our listeners have seen you? Now I know uh like what's the word? Uh in person? No, um in real life or <laughs> IRL. IRL. <laughs> uh non-motion capture as an actor you've been on fuller house that's correct yeah yes as a stunt person i was on Fuller House, yep. right and you can also see me i was doubling one of the one of the boys doing fencing work right on that on that show i worked on american horror story i was also a stunt person on that i doubled emma roberts nice and what else have I done that you might have seen? I did an indie horror called The Invoking Great. that came out a few years ago. And, and most recently, you were part of a video game. Oh, yes. I mean, if you yes. want to, I was thinking live yep. performances, if you no, wanted no, that. But no, let's video get games. Back to, yeah, let's get back to <laughs> Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I've done a few, I've done quite a few video games at this point. Mm, mm, a good portion of which I can't talk about yet because they haven't released. <laughs> right. But I but worked that, on. The, oh, I most recently. Released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me start with the big one. Yeah. Uh, it was Resident Evil Village. There we go. Yeah. And Let's that not bury the lead here. <laughs> right. No, I'm like, let's just wait. We're going to hold off and mention that one later. <laughs> Make you all sit on the edge of your seat for Save this thing that you one. probably already heard about. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, yeah so I got Evil to play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got to play a couple of different characters in that, as well as do some of the lichen movement, which right. is sort of my doing creature movement, sort of my specialty. Yeah. But this one, I got to, I got to act in as a human, two humans. Hey, who knew? I mean, very cool. creepy humans, but still. <laughs> well, one of them was very creepy. Okay. I did. I was Donna. And yes. if you know anything about the game, Donna Beneviento is the woman who is all in mourning gear. And she talks through her doll, Angie. Right. Who is a nightmare of a doll. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
as as it as it would be in a Resident Evil the game. <laughs> right, right. And I think it's really cool. I hadn't played any of the Resident Evil games before, so I wasn't super familiar with the with the structure or uh, the tone of the games to start out. And from what I've heard is that House Beneviento is a little bit different in tone than the other games. It takes more of a psychological horror route as opposed to Shock monster and, horror. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but from what I've heard, it is the scariest part of the game. <laughs> yes. And I played through my house. I played through my house and it is terrifying. <laughs> uh, I cried when I killed myself. <laughs> it was very sad to, to see myself die, but it is an interesting part of the game because it's different than the rest. Right. And it is terrifying. A little bit less so when you already know what's going to happen. But, you know, but. all that goes into uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about. And that is that video games count as animated entertainment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, up until now, my podcast is mostly focused on animated films and series, mm -hmm. uh, which I absolutely love and are great. But video games also, you know, especially these days, video games definitely have come into animated entertainment like you know the the early super mario brothers that's not necessarily you know that's more user heavy but these days like resident evil village and all these mm -hmm. there's cut scenes there's big giant story arcs yeah. uh, to these things so it's you know it's a lot more heavy on the on the game side Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you are playing through a story in many of these games. Right. Particularly in Resident Evil, you're you're playing through a really quite sad story. Right. So it's almost like a horror movie or a, you know, rather Yeah, it's like an interactive horror film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is great. Wonderful. Yeah, that's what I that's what I love. Yeah. Uh, I've never really been into the, you know, the the just jump in and start shooting games. <laughs> Though I they have their place. They right. certainly have their place. Uh, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> In fact, even even playing this Resident Evil is my first person shooter that I'm playing. And I'm terrified of things coming up behind me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is very okay. like, I can't see behind me now. I have to turn around really fast. I, but, I, I grew up in the... Uh the olden days of video games with uh, I've had almost every console uh, starting with the Atari uh, going up to the N64. Oh, wow. Um, my brother continued. I stopped playing games around there, but I've played GoldenEye and uh, Mario Kart and all of this stuff, you know, leading mm -hmm. up to uh, and I've had I had PlayStation uh, my brother got, you know, all the other PlayStations um, since then. But, you know, I've, I have a bit of experience in gaming uh, in my past. I haven't there done anything go. lately, but yeah. <laughs> I can That's school okay. you youngsters, you know. <laughs> when, I, when I was growing up, <laughs> when I was growing up, we had a Nintendo 64, I think. Yeah. That's. I think that's just how much I played it. <laughs> and I kept trying. I had a Little Mermaid game that I loved and I would get about 
30 seconds into it and then I would die and I would get so frustrated <laughs> that I would hand the controller to my brother and I'd be like, get me past this part, get me past this part. And he would, and then I would die immediately. Like I remembered the first, the first part of the, the game, there's these things that are spitting little fireballs at you underwater and those will kill you. And if you get past that point, then you have to get out around the sharks. And so then it just ended up being this, this game of, I would play for the time in between everything that happens. Yeah. And then my brother would do the rest of the game. He would do all the hard parts. He would do all of the hard parts until I realized, you know what? Maybe I just like watching. Yeah. (laughs) That's. But I I always wanted to be in them. That was, I always wanted to do the action. I've never been someone who sits still well, Uh, although I'm enjoying playing games now. Right. I always just wanted to be, I wanted to do the thing, you know? I watched Tomb Raider and I'm like, I want to scale the cliffs. <laughs> I want to shoot the stuff. I want to dive under boulders. I don't want to press buttons to scale the cliffs. Right, I want to no. actually climb those things. Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So finding that motion capture was a way that I could drive that animation. Yeah. Was very cool for me. And yeah. I actually get to do both. That's wonderful. Uh, actually, like you're, we're kind of skipping ahead. Uh, oh sorry i'm just jumping all over the place i'll do that segment here Uh, (laughs) but yeah let's go back in time and let's talk about uh so video games is what got you interested in doing motion capture and that sort of stuff is that right well it's interesting i've always been a very physical actor i started acting when i was five and as i i did children's theater and then i started writing my own plays like i'm making them up during recess, you know, and I was always the villain because the villain was more interesting. The villain's always more fun. So more, so much more fun. And because your arc isn't predictable. Yeah. You know, you follow the hero and there's the hero's journey and it's always going to do the right thing. And, you know, but they're going to do the wrong thing first. Right. And they're, they're going to go through all of these trials, which is great. And, and the hero's journey is such a valuable story in our culture. Right. And I love doing the hero. I just like doing the villains more. Yeah. (laughs) So I was always the villain. And then as I started doing community theater and then into high school and then into college, I found myself playing a lot of creatures because I've always been super active, super physical and, and very mobile. Right. Yeah. I like to, yeah, I like to express myself through my body. I didn't know that creature acting outside of theater was a thing. <laughs> it had just, I mean, I'd watched all these movies, right? Like I'd seen, I'd seen creature actors in all these horror films. And for whatever reason, it just never went through my head that there's an actor in there. You just Until, thought, oh, it's just this creature that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after college, I met Doug Jones and, and I was so fortunate to have the opportunity to actually sit down and have dinner with him. And kind Doug of pick Jones his brain. is an amazing person. Oh, he's uh, the he's, most lovely. He's in Space Command, which I'm uh, a, an associate producer on. Are you? Yeah. I remember. I remember when that was when that was happening. Um, yeah, we're still. My friend going. L was in that too, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember. I remember seeing that all over the the socials. Yep. <laughs> Doug. Doug is the sweetest. So good. I'm. Yeah. I want very much to be Doug when I grow up, is, is what I say. <laughs> to be the new Doug Jones. I, and Not the new one. I just want to be the other one. The other Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I I do like to emulate him a lot in my, in my career and my interactions. It's a great thing to aspire to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, uh, he's one of the hardest working creature performers, you know, in Hollywood. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. So he sort of opened my eyes to creature performing. And I came down to LA and I started kind of dabbling in that world, trying to figure out how you get into it because it's not something that seems super accessible. Right. So how, how did you go about searching or dabbling as, as you say? Um, like searching it's a good for question. boards or searching, you know? No, I mean, you look on, there's a number of databases that actors are, are on and sometimes auditions come through and you submit right. to them. I also just started networking I met other people, you know, thank goodness for social media because you can you can put in hashtags and then follow them and then find out who the other creature actors in LA are and then you can pick their brains. Yeah. <laughs> or you meet a makeup artist and you're like, hey, do you need a model for something? And then the makeup artist will pull you in for something. So there's there's a number of different ways. It just, it really did take me a while to figure it out. on something interesting which most people don't think about is alternate doors as I like to call them where uh, you don't go the straight narrow route where it's like you don't walk up to the door of Netflix and say hey I want to be a, a creature performer. <laughs> no you won't get very far. You won't get that. very far before security turns you around and say get the uh, heck out of here. Uh. No but you know or you don't you know audition for countless things and get rejected over and over again. I mean, I mean you that, do that too. That is also <laughs> That's a thing. very much part of the job. And that is a potential route in. But there's also like you get to know someone who does makeup or who, uh, you know, does VFX or is a writer and say needs, uh, you know, some needs to think something through and you help them with that. So there's. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's so many ways to get in. Um, rather and than a the, lot of it's because a lot of it's networking people yeah. want to work with people they like exactly yeah. and that's but why but they aren't going to have the opportunity to like you if they don't know you exactly and, and so it's not going it's in who you know <laughs> it is it is and it's not going in and saying hey I just met you I want a job right it's being you know saying like hey I think you're really cool let's you know let's hang out or or what do you do? Oh, that's it. Like I have this skill set. If you do ever need anybody, but then it's not a pressure situation. Exactly. Yeah. It's very much just a friendly. Hey, you, I'm. I'd love to help out. Yeah. Or if you're friendly enough with someone, they'll be like, "Hey, what do you got going on? You know, what's your mm-hmm. deal?" And then Absolutely. it's like, "Yeah, I do voices." And then, oh, really? I'm looking for voices for this. Hey, let's do. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of meeting people and being a nice person and then constantly working on your craft. Right. Uh, which uh, we're getting ahead now of that's my all practical. And, yeah. That's all practical. If you want to talk about motion capture, which is what the question actually was. Yes, yes. So I'll come back. It's after that, after I started getting into practical creatures, I took a class. I saw... I saw a class that a bunch of my friends were taking that had to do with like uh, swords, I think. Swords and creatures. And that's a good combination. 
<laughs> so I, I took that class and I met TJ Storm. Right. And this is with Mind's Eye? No, this was with the, this was a different class. This was before Mind's Eye was started. Before it even started. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I met TJ and then I had such a fantastic, he's the, mm, yeah, I'll go with it. He's the best instructor I've ever worked with. Wow. Okay. He is so good at finding where people are at and how they learn that he pulls things out of you that you, in a really encouraging way. Right. You know, because some teachers can be sort of like, no, that what you just did was terrible. Or this is the way I teach things. And this is, and if you don't follow my thing, then that's it. (laughs) And there are different types of learners, right? Right. Yeah. So, so TJ is excellent at picking out what type of learner you are and catering to that, teaching you in that, in that way. Right. So I started training with him and then I started training with him outside of, you know, outside of class and it came down to opening up the school and he was like, do you want to help me open a school? <laughs> because I also had a lot of administrative and tech experience. So that's that's where Mind's Eye Tribe came about. That go. we can talk about in a bit. Yes. This is all how I got into motion capture. So I started right. training with TJ and developing my skills. Got to a place where he felt very comfortable submitting me for projects. Because he works a ton and he knows everyone and... There are auditions for motion capture, there absolutely are. But there's also a lot, you know, like I mentioned before, reaching out to makeup artists. Right. Uh, the same thing happens with motion capture. It's it's a lot of getting in contact with people and letting them know who you are and what you can do because right. they're always looking for, for skills. Yeah. So. And um, uh, people with certain skills, you know, like creature performing or uh, combat are rare in Hollywood, right? They're, I wouldn't say they're rare. More rare than your actual actors, per se. Yes, yes. There are, there are certainly fewer of them. And most of them I'm not saying there's like a, I'm not saying there's like 10, but like, there's like thousands and thousands of actors, but maybe hundreds of hundreds of. And then there are a lot of stunt performers who have very specific skills, like tactical or creatures, creatures tend to fall a lot under stunt performing right and those are all there it is actually pretty rare to find someone who can do both really Ah. well both an actor and the action and we like to call them action actors there we go this will get back to minds eye tribe again because we call it minds eye tribe the action actors academy Ah, that's really what we train. We focus on motion capture quite a bit, but the skills are totally transferable. Yeah, absolutely. Between film and television and motion capture. Great. So TJ sort of submitted me for a job. And then I guess I did really well at that job because I started making connections almost right away. And started, you know, booking work on my own. And then from there, it's just, you go in and if you know, if you know your stuff and you're good at it, then people bring you back. Right. You know, you're nice on set and they say, I liked working with this person. Let's bring them in for this other thing. Yeah. And then that gets around and and people start going, oh, someone mentioned that you do this from the other stage. (laughs) Do you want to come in and do that for us? Or do you want to come in and audition for us? You know, can you send me your stuff? That's, and then it just spreads. It's all, you know, it's all connected like that. So that's how I got into motion capture. 
Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we're running out of time. Oh my uh, goodness. Which, Already? Which I, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I just, this, so, but you're letting me just take over this whole conversation. Adam. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do best. <laughs> this is absolutely wonderful, but let's get to a couple things before we go, which is, sure. do you have any advice for aspiring motion capture people who want to get into motion capture and do absolutely yeah especially if you want to do creatures if you want to do any action uh train train all of the time make sure that even if your skills are super super high you know you're really good at something keep training and get coaches uh, come to the school i mean there's my shameless self-promotion but really yes please do because (laughs) Because this training has changed my entire career. It has built my entire career. It has given me a launching point. So come train at the school, constantly be working on your craft. And in that, you do start to meet people. You do start to have opportunities open up. Right. I would say that's my, that's my number one advice. Great. Piece of advice. Wonderful. And that's for Mind's Eye Tribe. That's the, mm-hmm. uh, the name and it's uh, mindseyetribe.com. Yep. Mindseyetribe.com. Great. Not sponsored, but officially. But <laughs> I did say that like it was a sponsor, didn't I? But uh, you know, it's, it's our unofficial sponsor. <laughs> yes. Go. Yes. And you can also find uh, the school on Instagram or on Facebook. If you just do a search for Minds Eye Tribe. Yes. And yeah, go ahead and let us know your social your personal social and then mind's eye social uh, as well. Uh, My personal I'm on, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Andy underscore Norris. That's A N D I underscore Norris, just like Chuck, no relation. (laughs) Or I'm also on Twitch as Andy. Awesome. No spaces or underscores, just one word. Andy. Awesome. Great. And Uh, then the school, as I mentioned, is, is mind's eye tribe. On Instagram, it's Minds Eye Tribe. On Facebook, it's The Minds Eye Tribe. But again, just doing a search, you'll find it. Right. It's got a big eye with a lightning bolt. That's us. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Uh, well, thank you again for joining me. Thank you all out there for listening. And this, once again, has been another episode of Inside Animation. Inside Animation.